This is Lady E. This is your girl, Honey Bee. Hey, y'all. Liddy Bug here. Queen Atrina in the building. And we want to welcome you to The Flip Side. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we're going to go ahead and dive into this thing. Dive into it. Dive into it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and salutations, good people. Welcome to The Flip side. <laughs> this is an all women's podcast, part of the Conversation Podcast crew. Uh, I am your girl, Honey Bee. Queen Atrina here. Lady E. Lady Bud. <laughs> and tonight's topic, we are going to bring to you reflections in the rear view mirror. Okay. Oh. Um, childhood experiences and how it shapes your adult views on life. Okay. Um, so this is one of those things I think is pretty near and dear to all of us um, in regards to how we have spent time introspectively reflection, reflecting on our childhood experiences and how it has shaped us into the women that we are today. So opening question for everybody, did you come from a one or two parent household and how do you feel like that affected you? And we'll do our same little round, um, clock table. However, we just did our little <laughs> intros. We'll do that to answer the question. So one or two parent home. And did, did you feel that that affected you or not? I came from a one parent home. Um, my, um, dad was in my life, but not in the same house. So I was raised by a single mother primarily. Mm -hmm. And that absolutely affected me. <clears throat> I um, think that it's very important for mothers and fathers to be in the same household. Not saying that you can't produce great children because I turned out to be great. Right. But, um, but definitely I think that affects your upbringing when you don't have both parents in the household primarily. I think fathers are very important in a household. Yeah. There's a lot of households where that's not mm -hmm. the case. Yeah. Real, real, real mm -hmm. stuff. Lady E, what you got? Did you come from a one or two parent household? And how do you, how do you feel like, how does it affect you? Or does it feel like it has an effect? I feel like, um, well, first of all, I came from a, initially a two parent household and then it, they divorced and then it was a single mom. Um, and my father is still in our life. Um, love him dearly. My mom is still in our lives, of course. Um, but I think it has affected me in terms of that daddy, that daddy role, mm -hmm. like how, when, who mm -hmm. can do that. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons why I was attracted to narcissists. Oh, yeah. Honey. Is that what it the is? The story of the narcissist. <laughs> I did not know why I was attracted oh. to narcissists. Is that why? Let us hold on to that. Oh. We will hold on to that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You're going to have to train me on that one. <laughs> All right, little bug, what you got? What you got? So um, I'm similar to uh, Lady E here. So two-parent household until five. Mm -hmm. And they got divorced. Uh, but a two-parent uh, biracial uh, situation. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Um, it's a little different. Yeah, but, that's um, a really good perspective. And divorce at five. And when I was five, I was a divorce <laughs> at five. And uh, didn't have my dad at all in my life yeah. until I was 22. Oh, wow. So, uh, more stories there. So, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it, uh, I will say it affected me in the sense of what I was, past mm -hmm. tense, because I worked on it, but what I was willing to. Put up with in a relationship yeah because of my lack of experience and exposure to yeah. 
daddy yeah and we're gonna we're gonna drill into what that what how that really affects us as far as a relationship but for me i came from a who a one slash two parent house home a household it was on and off Mm -hmm. um it was very uh, dysfunctional in that in that sense Uh, my mom primarily was the um the the person that we we lived with all the time but my dad was in and out of the household Mm -hmm. so that was a huge dynamic in regards to the way that it affected us the in and out um and the 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 dynamics of the addiction as far as this drug addiction Mm -hmm. that we experienced and that we were exposed to as well too Mm -hmm. so do it do i feel like it affects you i definitely feel like it 1000 percent affects you Uh, it molds you it shapes you it shapes your idea of what a lot of things is but we're definitely going to talk about how do how we feel like um this shapes us as far as women is concerned the flip side podcast we as women we are going to give you the flip side Mm -hmm. right now we have um you know me and uh honeybee and queen Trina is coming from the one parent household for the most part. And we have Lady E and uh, Littlebug, who is kind of coming from the two parent dynamic, so to say. You, you two parent kind of, or are you kind of with us a little bit? Uh, I mean, I was so young. Five, so for me, so, yeah. Okay. I think I'm more influenced by the. So, so we're going to give you that flip side, guys. We're going to allow you mm-hmm. to see how exactly uh, we moved and navigate, navigated differently with our different perspectives in this particular thing. So relationships, one of the biggest impacts and effects mm-hmm. that it has, our childhood experiences has on how we navigate and move through love and through relationships. Uh, Lady E, um, I'm not going to put you at least. She was like, again? <laughs> oh, my God. I have a question. How old were you when your parents got divorced? They were, we were 10. Okay. All right. So you were a little yeah. older. Yeah, we were okay. older. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And Ten. I only had a year of memory. So, yeah. yeah. My parents got married in dysfunction. <laughs> I don't understand how you marry somebody in prison. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I never really understood that. But uh, my mom and dad got married while my dad was in prison. Wow. You know, so that was really, really weird for me. I was just like. I mean, okay. We didn't go to the wedding or anything, so it was like mom went to the wedding. Single. How old were you? I was maybe eight, nine, okay. maybe, maybe nine, maybe yeah, nine. So 10. they got married later in your life. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they got married later. So she had two kids, mm-hmm. then she got married, mm-hmm. and she had another two set of kids, probably ten, uh, probably about six years later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was a, just a it's extremely weird <laughs> dynamic, but. Phew, here we are. <laughs> so let's talk about how that shapes our relationships. Little Bug, I want to definitely talk to you from that perspective. Um, how do you feel like that impacts the romantic relationships that we have? And because there's, uh, I like to specify relationship types because we have so many different types. We have right. friendship relationship, mm-hmm. family relationship, coworker relationship. So I like to specify, and all of us need to get into the habit of specifying which relationships we're talking about because my friendship relationship is a totally different dynamic from my um, romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And people need it to, you know, yeah, people need to understand what that means. So from a re- romantic standpoint, what, how do you feel like that your childhood experiences um, growing up in your dynamic shaped your or shapes your, yeah. your adult life? Yeah, yeah, I think it was really, again, mostly impacted in my younger years. So I'd say my late teens into my early to mid-20s. So kind of twofold. So in the single world outside of the relationship piece, um, or when I was attempting to date, I didn't have any filters as an example because I was used to not having my father present and in my face or in my space. I was okay with 
men being distant too. So the long distance relationships, the no text, no call, like, I don't care. Like, you know, I just didn't have a, yeah. a gauge on that. And those are things that are important. And those are things that should not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to things like verbal abuse, not yeah. knowing yes. how people should speak to each other in a relationship. Yeah. So the cussing and the aggressiveness, I just took it as like, no, they're just mad. We're just arguing. And it took my aunt overhearing a conversation once, um, it was a long distance relationship. Took her to hear the conversation to be like, that is not. And she's a social worker, and she was just like, that is not okay. Like, yeah. That is for a movie. like you know. And she pulled the phone. I'll never forget it. Pulled the phone and broke up with the guy that I was. For you. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you are not talking. Thank to him you, anymore. Auntie. Thank you, yeah. Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, so if you fast forward a few years, when I did get into really my only long term relationship that I've ever been in, um, it uh, impacted that because I didn't. So conflict resolution is, right. is a big piece of relationships. So I was missing that, that, that understanding of how to resolve conflicts yeah. um, to the point where I was – not that I was aggressive or mean. I didn't fight. I still mm-hmm. am not an arguer, but I just didn't have solutions. I didn't know how to present solutions, and I didn't know yeah. how to contribute to the conflict being resolved. So mm-hmm. I think – it took a lot of learning, and we learned together, and he was so patient. Bless his heart. Oh, <laughs> yay for patient people out there. Yeah, it was definitely a, a piece of work, I know, because I wasn't perfect, and it took time. Yeah, and, and none of us learning. are. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the thing that we have to realize, that none of us are perfect, no. and we are all working on our stuff. But mm-hmm. also, do you feel like, Little Bug, that it's important for us to ask the person that we're romantically interest, interested in what their childhood experiences were. Absolutely. Do you feel like that plays a big part on helping us to understand how they love, why they love, and what it looks mm-hmm. like for us, you know, in regards to how they deal and heal yeah. with certain, th- certain things? Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think that that's a conversation that should happen just as it happens with religion and just past relationships. Mm-hmm. It, I think that's kind of where you start and mm-hmm. you have to fully understand somebody. In order yeah. to yep. So everybody that's out there doing this um, COVID nineteen, <clears throat> this is the perfect opportunity for you to take and talk, <laughs> get yes. to know them. Okay, yes. a lot talk. Of conversations. And these are these yeah. these are the hard conversations that we have to start having. Mm-hmm. You know, and I un- listen. I understand that people will say all the time that it's you know we'll figure it out along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll 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 dive into right. that when we do dive into it. Right. But when are we going to dive into it? Yeah. Like is it going to be after you start beating on me? The first argument. And then I'm then I'm realizing, <laughs> right. oh my God, like I should have asked you this right. the first right. time. Is it after I, I see that you have certain types of dysfunctions and certain mm-hmm. types of No, not every skeleton is going to be revealed at mm-hmm. first. No. You're right. Yep. However, these conversations that we either avoid or that we don't have because we just like to bask in the feeling of just, oh my God it yeah. feels good yeah. to honeymoon just be. Face. Honey. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, no like if you at the point especially men at the point in which because women do a good job of asking for the most part right mm-hmm. what are you doing how was your mom can i meet your mom can i meet your kids like women, <laughs> you know women do that but but men often they don't say anything they don't uh-huh. have these conversations with us they don't open up about these things mm-hmm. and we end up falling into relationships because we just follow the feeling of it being good but not necessarily having those challenges and then 10 years later five years later a year later you you look up and you like i i didn't even know what i was in for but a lot of that comes from the daddy issues right because that definitely my my issue i think growing up and even going into my 30s and late 30s and even you know i'm i'm still learning 
But I think, and, and I think there's a difference between having a daddy and a father. Mm. Yeah. So my, yeah. my father was in my life my whole life. He's always been in my life. But he's never been my daddy. Yeah. And so mm. a lot of things happened mm. to me growing up. And I, I was never comfortable saying, Daddy, what do mm -hmm. I do about this? Daddy, who should I date? Daddy, this man just disrespected me. Daddy, this man just molested me. Mm -hmm. Daddy, this mm -hmm. man just did that. Like, there, there's a big difference between having a father and being comfortable and going to talk to your daddy. Yeah. So when you grow up... Yeah. You don't know if this person is treating you right or yeah. you don't know if you're accepting less or you don't know if you're just trying to fill a, a void mm. because you really don't have an example or you really don't have any guidance as to what you're supposed to be accepting. Yeah. And so you have to learn by trial and error. You have to learn by hurt and by pain and, yep. you know, by crying all night. And and, yeah. then, and even through that, even if even if if you have to do that, a lot of times if you have a daddy it still helps you through that. Right. Daddy's yeah. going to say, no, I'm going to protect you. No, you're not going to deal with this or, you know, or just teach you how a man is supposed to treat you. Right. right. Yeah. So I think it's huge. And I think it's even worse when you have a father and don't have a daddy because I actually had a, a father in my life the whole time. He actually took care of me mm -hmm. financially and everything. Yeah. But I have never had one serious conversation with him in my entire life. And he's been there all my life. Uh, I've had my, the conversations with my father always were of denial. Mm -hmm. So my, my dad had an, a drug addiction mm -hmm. and he's had a drug addiction ever since I was, before I was born. So my mom entered into a relationship with a man who was already addicted to drugs. But my dad was the only man that my mom ever loved and was the only man my mom has ever been with. Wow. So it was literally a thing where, um, for her, she stuck to old school values and old school mm -hmm. principles. Ladies, I am not saying that there is anything wrong with sticking to those values. I am not. However, she has she had gotten mistreated um, and disrespected mm. and was not valued in the least even before she even got with, you know, my father. However, uh, the heart loves and the heart wants what it wants. Right. And she, that's what she chose and that's what she picked and that's what she decided no matter what that she was going to stick with. Yep. And I, at the end of the day, I don't fault her. You know, she is her own human. She is, it is what it is. However, growing up with that masculine energy that was so up and so down mm -hmm. and so much in denial of who he was mm -hmm. that it was very hard for me to get a straight answer of who my dad really was because every time I asked him one thing he hid behind was religion mm -hmm. so it was like you know who are you dad God is in control <laughs> <laughs> so when you robbed that liquor store he was in control that good like, old Christian <laughs> repentance yes. right. just like, gonna repent for bruh, that <laughs> what are you talking about yeah. who are you you know what I'm saying? So it was that, it was that denial, you know, and it, it was the drug addiction for me mixed in with the domestic violence mm -hmm. that happened as well too. Mm -hmm. um, my dad, you know, repeatedly beat, beat my mom mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it was the beating and then it was, I love you. Right. You know, so it, it and it wasn't, I'm beating you because I love you, right. but it was the anger and it was the control, but I didn't know any of this stuff growing up. This is just mm -hmm. what love looked like for yeah. me. Yep. Yeah. You know, and it it was it was very very um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was very difficult, confusing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I should say it's very confusing for you to know um, what is what. However, mm -hmm. I will give kudos to my mom because my mom was die hard about us saying, regardless, this is your father. Right. 
I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I was like, no, this man is a monster. <laughs> you know, this, this, this person doesn't do you right, but then mm -hmm. he does do you right sometimes. And why can't he be stable? And I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. I was confused. And that confusion boiled into a teenager mm -hmm. that was, um, like, I didn't know, right. like mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was, co it was confusion. It was vulnerability. How do you be, be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Who do you be vulnerable What's to? You? Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. who can I run to <laughs> right. to fill this empty space with the laughter? Who can, can I run to? Sing it, ladies, <laughs> when I need love. <laughs> So um, next time we're gonna practice that. <laughs> yeah, gonna practice that <laughs> so I mean, like, what what is your um, you know, and and I want to say out there while we're sharing this, you know, transparency is healing. It oh is. yeah, definitely. I truly believe that. And I didn't yeah. realize that, like, you know, people call it testimony service, you know, within right. within an up church, but <laughs> I didn't realize how much just really being transparent definitely about your healing. emotions. Women do that much more than men. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. By journaling and, and talking to Just other girlfriends yeah. and getting yeah. it out mm -hmm. and not necessarily talking to the man. Yes. Because a lot of times we are, well, not a lot of times, we are emotional creatures. Oh, yeah. We are emotional, emotional creatures. Emotional beings. Yeah. And so we have to learn how to channel mm -hmm. that in terms of navigating how we're going, who we're going to talk to, mm -hmm. how we're going to talk to them. Yeah. And how can we get it out? And a lot of times it comes out in a whole different kind of way, like mm -hmm. shopping or um, toys. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Keep it <in> real. <laughs> <laughs> the buzzy. I mean, my Valentine. Y'all know I ain't shit. <laughs> my lover is I mean, battery yeah. operated. <laughs> Liddy's lover is, is ba ba battery <laughs> operated. Okay. But it's, it's yeah. rechargeable now. Yeah. It's, it's rechargeable. It's rechargeable? Oh, rechargeable, wow. baby. Okay. Well, I gotta worry about batteries. You some batteries die. <laughs> no batteries needed. But we, we, we do find ourselves finding that outlet because yeah. even when it comes to sexual, uh, romantic, you know, type of ways of being, and do, we, we literally. Man, if you really sat down and heard the story of most, mm -hmm. from even my personal experience, most people that I have encountered, parents never discuss this stuff. No, no. not at all. Ever. No. Never. And that makes it hard for you as a parent to know how to discuss it. Because yeah. you don't know if you're saying too much, if you're not saying enough. What should you say? What you sh shouldn't you say? I just um, told, I just had a conversation this morning because my daughter came to me and was like, my man need to talk to you about something. And so immediately in my head, I was like, oh my God, what did she need to talk to me about? But it, <laughs> it wasn't anything serious. But again, because we don't really know how to talk, like you never know what to say. Right. It doesn't think, come with the I book. I think for me and my son, mm -hmm. and even Teresa's wife, like we talk about everything. everything. Mm -hmm. Like I was that mom who went on the campus and was like, you got some condoms? Yeah. Yeah. I was that mom. Like, yeah. I made sure I have open communication mm -hmm. with him. Yeah, I'm glad. Listen, shout out to, to this that. new generation. Honey. Right. That is raising their they children me. to, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right. to be aware. Mm -hmm. To be aware. Because yeah. that's scary. Yeah. Like, yeah. just going into the unknown. Not Because on the flip side, on the flip side. <laughs> you know, I had the mom that was like, why? Right. She yeah. found a condom wrapper and was just like, blew up mm. who is using this in my house <laughs> where is the rest of it 
Why really, is this, mama? Why is this under the couch? You really asking where the rest you know of it is? Really? It's a it's a ten year age gap between me and my second set of siblings. Uh-oh. So unfortunately, Uh-oh. my like then four year old brother discovers the condom wrapper up under the couch, and he's playing with it like it's a ramen noodle packet. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom is like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Oh shit." <laughs> you know? So I had to come up with some slick shit. And this is how liars are created. (laughs) This is how you learn defense mechanisms, okay? Like, I literally had to be like, I mean, I was just curious. So you opened the wrapper, but you didn't do anything. anything. Well, where was the rest of it? It was in the trash can. Probably semen field. Okay. Okay. Where where did you tell her the rest of it was? I mean, I just threw it away. I put it, you know, I tried to put it on vegetables. (laughs) Okay. You know, and then she even got more upset at me because she was like, which vegetable did you put it on? Because I need to make dinner tonight. Is this on the squash oh, or the God. cucumber? Yeah. <laughs> was your was your daddy in the house when this happened? No. Okay. Yeah. So see, that's oh, the reason why daddies are important. Right. <laughs> Little girls get curious. Oh, my gosh, you know. <laughs> but but you weren't curious. No, I no. used that condom. You. I did. <laughs> I fully I fully used the condom. But she the, made a balloon. That's how she she made a balloon. <laughs> Hey, just imagine a four-year-old gingerly and happily playing with the with the condom wrapper like it was just. <laughs> oh, what's this? Like, <laughs> I can't with you, Elise. I, I can't. <laughs> Listen, I got some story for y'all asses. Okay, I, I love you, Mama. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man, um, it's real shit, though. You know, right. and, and and I want, I just, I wanted to kind of have this segment just to bring that attention mm-hmm. to the men. For the ladies that are in their lives, like it's some it's some real shit that has happened to your to your to your women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to ask them about how they felt about their childhood. You need to ask them what they've healed mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. because as a woman, if you ask her these things, she's gonna make she's gonna feel like you want to understand her. Mm-hmm. She's gonna feel like, damn, he's taking the time to really want to know me. And guess mm-hmm. what? It can help you navigate and move better in your relationship too, because it'll give you some clarity as to why she may be dancing around certain things. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yeah. you shouldn't be in a true. serious relationship with anybody if they're not comfortable telling you about themselves at some point. Now, yeah. I can see if you're just starting to talk to somebody or if you're getting to know somebody. But once you get into a serious relationship where you're talking about a future with somebody, it's like I talk to a lot of women and I ask questions like, well, how many sisters does he? I don't know. Well, well, how old is this oldest? Well, I don't know. And I'm like, wait a minute. Have to ask Man. questions. Wait a minute. Listen. Y'all been where? Y'all did what? I be so And you sad. don't even know his middle name? Uh-huh. Like, what? I have yeah, 201 uh-huh. questions yeah, I don't, to ask. I don't understand that. 82 to never be precise. How much? That. How many? 201. <laughs> she has 82 qualities Quality. that she oh, okay, needs. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me. Look, John the Doe 80. gonna eat you alive. I know, John. <laughs> Come in here, John, with that. <laughs> My 82 qualities for a man are not actually qualities I have to have. Those are things I've wrote down from past relationships that I liked in men. Do you think it would have been less if your father was in your life your whole life? Probably not. Okay. But my father's <laughs> been in my life. He's just, okay. He's just, just not been, in the household. Just not in the household, okay. but I... I think it still played a, a 
you know, like who was I attracted to? Mm-hmm. And so, why? so maybe because you're the but only I still person. Have my deal breakers, though. You're the only person that's really had your dad in your life a lot. Mm, so that's true too. So would Let's that be that, would that be mm-hmm. the flip side? Because flip I side. didn't have eighty two yeah. qualities. Because I was just kind of like, oh, I like him. He cute. Or oh, I like him. He got a good job. Or Oh, I like him. You know, it wasn't like this long list that I may have had if I would have had daddy saying, nope, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't. He needed to have this. He needed to have. So there may have been a longer list. So is your list longer than everybody else's initially because you had daddy in your life for 10 years? You probably, yeah, that probably is a good thing. You know what? Yes. I didn't think about that. Because we didn't have lists. We just we just picked up people and then Listen, pick, and then figured it out. And then you figured it out. Like, nah. Oh yeah, we good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me till I was about thirty five to figure out what I wanted because I figured out all the stuff I didn't, didn't want, want from experience. Yeah. And then I was True like, shit. Nah, no, yeah. what I'm not now I know what I want. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. tolerate a whole lot of stuff yep. right now. Yep. Because I've I've because I know exactly what I want and being attracted to the ones that I did like the muscles and the bar head and the goatee and uh oh oh y'all hear the ones that got me in trouble. She's still single. <laughs> I'm, I am happily single. However, <laughs> she's about to be blown. The inbox is blowing up. <laughs> but now I'm like I'm more attracted to you spiritually. Mm-hmm. What can you bring to me spiritually? How can you lead me? How can you? How are you going to treat me? First of all, mm-hmm. yeah. like that's that's more. Of now, I'm not materialistic. So I don't care what, and, and and a lot of people say that I say this to a lot of friends. I don't care if you don't have a whole lot. We can build together if mm-hmm. I know you are the right one. Right. You don't have to be a multimillionaire and have all this and that. Because I'm not. I'm not. I can't take that with me. Mm-hmm. It's how right. you treat me. Mm-hmm. I've been through enough bad relationships mm-hmm. to know what I don't like. What was we saying the other day, fellas? If you love her. And ladies, if you respect him, yeah. mm-hmm. that yeah. is what mm-hmm. makes the more the more that you love him, right. the more that he loves you, the more that you'll respect him. Yep. Right. You know, and those Absolutely. are those, those are those things and that, that are key. That has to be a, a verb that can't be a, a noun. Yeah. Cannot be. Love has to be a verb mm-hmm. and it's respect a has to be a verb. Yeah. Yeah. Big big stuff. So we're gonna go into the flip side of this. Um we got about six minutes on this. Uh, how does the way that you were raised or your experiences via childhood affect your um, how you raise your children? And we're going to go on the flip side because Litterbug and Honeybee do not have children, but Lady Eating, Lady Ooh, E, and Queen Artrina, they have I children. Know, right? So how, how does that <laughs> affect y'all? That mother right there, I'm coming to see that. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I was already told that my child was going to be on the playground like your energy does not agree with me. I cannot play with you. <laughs> Yes. My, and my kid will be like, let's just all be friends. Come on, you can come. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, for me, it made me overprotective. Mm. So my my childhood dysfunction, because my dad wasn't in my life and my mother was dysfunctional. So I raised myself from a little girl on yeah. up and I, I did have support systems outside of my immediate household mm-hmm. so I did have you know my grandparents and you know really just my grandparents yeah <laughs> a couple of aunts and uncles but because I grew up that way and again the creator just made me this powerful person that was able to not end up the drug addict or you know the 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 prostitute or or whatever mm-hmm. he I, I was I, I ended up being on the flip side I ended mm-hmm. up being this powerful woman that took my experiences and was able to endure through them 
but what it did for me i think it was just made me really overprotective so with my mm. children every day all i think about is i want my children to love me like i want to be the best mother ever so a lot of times i'm ocd about it and uh, i do my daughter she'll tell me like mommy you did everything for us. we know how to do everything now you just gotta let us do it yeah and so like now mine are, yeah. my daughter turned 17 yesterday <laughs> friday and my son turned 18 last thursday and i i don't feel like they're 17 or 18 i still feel like they're my baby so i still you know want to just Take the, I don't even, it doesn't even seem to me that they're 17 and 18 because mm-hmm. yeah. that's not what's in me. So I think that's one of the big parts in parenting is it just made me really overprotective <laughs> to the point where I will literally end a relationship. I don't care if it's my mother, my father, my, I don't care who it is. To protect your over babies. my babies. Yeah. 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 Good shit. Yeah. Little bug. Um, and we're going to cross through this thing, the flip side of this, someone who doesn't <laughs> have children. Um, and you know what? The thing, it, 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 the thing of it is, it's not that, um, it's, 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 it coincides with the fact that we have not had children and we are both in our late thirties, mm. you know? So that's something to consider as well too. Where, whereas I'm pretty sure you guys were, you know, pretty young mm-hmm. when you 20. had, you know, when you yeah. had your, in your twenties or so, mm-hmm. when you had your children, we are, 30s you know <laughs> so, so y'all both still want children yeah. y'all both still want children yeah. okay you know what I'm saying? Yeah. so yeah. so so let's talk about that little bug like how do you feel, feel like you know your um the way you were raised is going to affect how you will raise your children how i will um i definitely will say in the event so i never want to speak negativity upon me right, right? but uh, in a worst case scenario if their father and i are not together let's mm-hmm. say um you know, I definitely want to make sure that there is solid co-parenting because it is important for a child to have it both is. parents yep. and to have both views. Um, so really just making sure that no matter what happens, that it is still a joint effort because I yeah. think that that is something that was that I did not experience that could have helped. Yeah, um, Helped the learning curve a little bit for me. Definitely. I could learn a little faster. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that would be, I just want to make sure they're in the right, situ- right position, right situation. Yeah, good shit. Um, uh, Lady E, were you the, were you the do as I say and not as I do type parent or talk to me about how your experiences shaped um, how you raised your uh, son uh, in regards to you, uh, your parenting and and your childhood experiences. I think for me, um, I had my son when I was 20. I was a sophomore in college and I wanted, but that relationship did not work, but I, I did not make it a practice to even try to speak negative about his father. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My mom um, did that too. That was big stuff mom too. Did that mm-hmm. and Good I job. saw my mom mm-hmm. struggle. I saw her um, yeah go through a whole lot of stuff where she became you know hardened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't want that. Yeah. And it was hard because um, wanting to hear "I love you" from your parents. Oh yeah. And because I was trying to really. Um, get my father's approval and do stuff. Like when I got pregnant, my twin told him on Christmas day Keisha, <laughs> that I was pregnant. <laughs> Keisha. And, um, and that hurt him. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm going to finish college. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And yeah. was it hard? Heck yeah. Yeah. But I had a support system. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. My, yeah. like my sister's, um, they would go, she would go to uh, morning class and mm-hmm. I would go to afternoon class just so he wouldn't have to go to daycare. Yes. Wow. That's what's up. And yep. I, when I tell you. Shout out. Good, good job, sister. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My support system. 
But I love, <laughs> I, I would tell my son all the time, I love you. Yeah. I still to this day. Yep. I, yeah. that, Very they, that's why they call me Mom Bear, because I'm I am the Mom Bear for that one. <laughs> like I'm like, you all could not mess with that one right now. Yeah. And even to this day, like he just came home, I just picked him up on Thursday from 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 Japan. But no. um he still how it doesn't matter how old he is. No, he how old still is he? will be twenty seven. Yep. He'll still be my baby. I don't care if I'm whatever. Yep. Yeah. But I say that to say because I didn't have a man, a father around mm-hmm. in those developing years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to kind of figure it out for myself. And I could not be the daddy. To yeah. Yeah. And mm. so that's the that's I had to that's what I was about to say. Very I, I never mm-hmm. I, I know I know my place. I'm a feminine woman mm-hmm. and I cannot do man stuff. Yep. Yeah. And so I had to figure out how to put people around him for yes. Yes. very important. Um even though I married I married twice. Mm-hmm. Um the first one was around because Demond was in, Demond was ten, I think, when I was married, and he was around. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I still made it sure that your son, <laughs> I should have made sure that my son knows that what, who a man is, and yeah. I'm, I'm your mom. That's yeah. very important. But regardless, like we were talking about earlier, how. Mm-hmm. My mom sacrificed so much, worked as a nurse, yep. mm-hmm. hours at a time. And yeah. then uh, me, I'm a workaholic. Like, yeah. I, I'm always doing. Mm-hmm. And I had to sacrifice for him. Mm-hmm. And I would do anything <clears throat> for yeah. him. And I think that was for the flip side for me, as far as parenting is concerned. My mom's way of showing love to us was being a provider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we never needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never... My whole entire, through all the dysfunction, through all the the uh, the, the domestic ex, the domestic um, violence, verbal abuse, yeah. and, uh, you know, physical ab- abuse, all of that, I we never went without, ever. Wow. Mm-hmm. My mom made sure that we may not have everything we wanted, right? But we had everything that we needed, mm-hmm. yeah. and so it was the way that I would raise my kids is number one, making sure that I'm not hardened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making sure that I'm not, because, you know, as we talked earlier, being a boss, being an entrepreneur, being someone who's trying to forge her way in this world, but also understanding the balance of what that femininity is. um, It's, it's, it's a big thing. You know, you, you have this whole life and luckily I have nieces and nephews that have, I've grown up with to kind of help me. Mm have that sense of uh what it feels like you know no maternity maternity yeah you know it it, i I was there when my when um one of my when my nephew was born in Mm -hmm. the emergency room there Mm -hmm. while she was delivering i was her whole cheerleader in the room and i saw this life come forth and i literally had an immediate bond with Mm -hmm. it and i was like oh my god this little human is going to be the most special human Mm -hmm. in all of humanity (laughs) Like, that's yeah. what I felt yeah. like. And it wasn't even mine. That's <laughs> how I feel about my nieces. Yep. They feel like mine. I'm like, I'm going to treat you like mine. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. one thing that I that I will say as far as um, parenting is concerned that I would like to practice, number one, having a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one important. thing that I've been blessed by so far. And it's been some unfortunate event in my case because I've had three eptopic pregnancies, mm-hmm. you know, in failed relationships that I had before, but God. Mm-hmm. But you God. know, and I want every Won't woman that's, <laughs> yes, girl, I don't want every woman out there to realize, like, yeah. you know, God protects your womb. Yeah. 
Yes, mm-hmm. he does. Yep. You know, and you may not understand what is going on with you. You may not, you may yep. think that you are, you are broken. Mm-hmm. You may think that it's something that is wrong with you. No, it's not. Stop it. It's just not your time. Yep. <clears throat> you know, and there is amazing technology out there mm-hmm. that can help you be a mom if yeah. that's something that you want, but you have the option to actually, you know, have that now. So don't get down on yourself. Don't make yourself feel less than because you've had mm-hmm. certain circumstances to where you've lost children. Right. You know, cause I've, I've lost three and I'm God still made a way through the invention of, mm-hmm. um, what is it called in, in vitro, in vitro. Mm-hmm. you know? So as long as you have a way, be grateful, mm-hmm. you know, for that. So I would say picking the right spouse mm-hmm. would be something Ooh, that I geez. am just, <laughs> listen, God, God knew my story. He knew I couldn't have a baby daddy. I'd be, I don't, I, yeah. Yo, at least you don't need no baby daddy. I'd be in Japan somewhere right now with the corona. I'd rather take the chances of having corona than a baby daddy. China, baby. <laughs> she stayed in Japan. Listen, God know my heart. Because I can't deal with no ignorance. I can't. So for me, I need someone who wants a child just as much as I want one. Yeah. You know, not yeah. one that's just like, oops. You know, we got a kid. No, yeah. I want you to want one just as much and as I want They need to want one. you. Yes. <laughs> want me as well. Yes. You know, but definitely once we cross that decision of making one to make that. And then last but not least, I want to raise my children to be the individual that they are. Yes. yes. That's what I've done. That's yeah. what I want. I want, yeah. I want. I want. I want you to be whatever yeah. God has birth and purpose in you yep. to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to, you don't have to learn like everybody else learns. You don't have Mm -hmm. to look like everybody else looks. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to fit into a certain standard, but I'm going to teach this child the matrix. There's matrix and there's Zion. There's two different worlds that we are, you know, battling Mm -hmm. here. And you're going to have to learn to exist and coexist in these particular worlds. So that's one thing that I'm looking forward to as far as rearing children is Mm -hmm. concerned, because that's one thing I didn't have. I didn't have, I had to grow up fast because I was the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. So I want to look at my child and be like, I am going to pay attention to you because you deserve it. And take yes. your time. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Take your time. Growing yeah. Up. Mm-hmm. Don't rush. So, yep. I mean, don't rush. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I, and, and I, I can't rush them, but at the same time, I got to be real with you. you oh, definitely. Because this is a world where we live in where yep. I can't shield you, then, but yeah. for you so gonna long. you're going to be real with them, the world going to be real yeah. with them. Yeah. <laughs> In first grade, they already doing the most. Especially now. Because you back back in the day, our parents used to say, don't do it because I said so. And we didn't know no difference. Now, if you say, don't do it, they can Google it. (laughs) So it's different. So you have to have rhyme and reason behind what you tell your children nowadays because they can just Google it and say, well, wait a minute, mommy, you said this. But that's not true because I can just go and do this. Or you said that I can't have sex without this. But that's not true. I can go get birth control. And you said I can't. Back in the day, we didn't Listen, have that option. Your world, we didn't your, have God, Google. I had my son back then. <laughs> your your word I better be better than Google. Right it's totally different. <laughs> oh it's totally gosh. different. So I'm you gotta be a you gotta be a real time. parent, and you gotta, gotta be, be an involved parent. Yes. because they have to not 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 hear what you say, but they have to see what you Me do, too. and they have to feel that mm-hmm. it's real. Yes. yes, and I think that's the biggest thing for kids nowadays growing up is to feel you know what no matter yep. what what my parents says yep. is real because they know 
me. Yep. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They they know me. They see me. They love me. I feel it. All that other good stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you allow the world to teach your kid of what emotions are, mm-hmm. of what right mm-hmm. and wrong is, you know, if you allow that to happen, these tablets, these YouTubes, these cell phones, then guess what? You're going to get yeah. rebellion. Mm-hmm. You're going yeah. to get, I can do it my way or find a better way to do it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. don't, you, it's so hard because you've watched these parents complain about the fact that these kids are the way that they are, but it's like, who made them? Right. And right. And on the flip side, they're still going to get guidance from Facebook and yes. social Bingo. media. So the, yes. the, the reason why it's so important for you to be there is the foundation. So yep. I'm not dumb enough to think that as, as good as I've been in my kids' life, they're still not going to get influence right. from somewhere yeah, else. Definitely. But what I do know is what I put in them can, nobody can never yes, take ma'am. it away from them. That's so right. when they're there the facing that major decision, they're going to, re- I'm going to be in it. Cause I've been in their ear. Yeah. So I'm going to be in their ear. And if they do decide to do contrary to what I taught them, it won't be because they won't, don't know it. Yeah. It'll be because that's just what they decided. But there's, there, there is, um, there is comfort in knowing that I'm, I'm louder in their ear than what they're going to see yeah. on social yeah, media. So definitely. even if there's some influence there, I'm still going to be louder. And I believe that. That's important. New podcast coming to you guys very, very soon. You have to check it out. I am your girl, Honeybee. Queen Artrina. Lady E. Ladybug. And you guys, this is The The Flip Flip Side. Side. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll check you soon. Um, Definitely look forward to the trailer. Um, Yeah. Sneak peek for you guys. So check us out.